0: button on. That one's going. And let's count this one down. Three, two, one. We're ready. Okay, we have been connected and we are here tonight on a Tuesday night. Our Bible study is fired up and ready to go. I want to tell you something. We need this. We need this tonight. We need it every night, but we need it tonight. Because... God intervenes for His people, doesn't He? Yes, we are in chapter 19. Check it out for yourself. We, uh, we know that God is sovereign and everything is totally controlled by Him. Amen. Good to know. We need that. And whenever people want to uh, do something that is against His will... At that time, no matter how much they try, they will not get it done. So, in this chapter here tonight, you get Saul once again, twice again, three times again, four times, whatever, twelve times in chapter 18 and 19 that Saul tries to get David killed. Twelve. And then in chapter 20... He will uh, continue that, and he will try to kill uh, Jonathan, his son, and Ahimelech he will kill. He will also uh, kill his father's entire household, and then he will annihilate all those living in that place called Nob. That's where the priest lived. And so that's the kind of man Saul is. So you guys ask me, what do you think about Saul? Do you think he's a believer? I'm beginning to think as I see more and more again, as I read and study this more, I have my own views. I'm not going to tell them what they are, but I can tell you that uh, I keep changing my, my mind from week to week. After I see what he does, I have to ask, But I'm not going to ask it tonight. Because all I can tell you is he has a twisted state of mind. And Saul, if he would have worked as hard as killing the Philistines, the enemy, as he did with all of his people that were there supporting him, that were servants, he would have been one of the greatest warriors ever. If he just would have put that kind of effort there. But he's twisted. He's evil. He's wicked, and uh, you know his Saul's best allies are really considered his enemies. If you want to think about it, he's a very paranoid man, without a doubt. And uh, here he fears his most faithful servant, David. Incredible story. Saul, we know, has been concealing his hatred for David, not really letting people know what he's doing well in chapter 19 it just gets all out everywhere and he doesn't care who knows or who sees what is going on from here on and starting at chapter 19 verse 1 Saul is going to become an openly, very openly intent in killing David it's out in the open people will know that and uh, he just can't get rid of him he cannot, no matter how much and he wants to do it, no, no matter how close David is to be able to do it, he can't get it done. And if God doesn't want anything done, no matter how easy it is for the opposition, they're not going to get it done, are they? But God will. That's why I say we need this. This is good. Because God is in this world, and He is definitely bringing forth His plan. I like that. And if we get done a little bit early tonight, I'd like to take at least five or ten minutes to maybe take a group prayer, because uh, I think that would be really good for us. And and what we... Uh, how we're to respond to God's will. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this evening that we have to go into your word again. It is honest, it is true, uh, when we see somebody that hates so much, this man Saul, who hates his servant David, he's willing to do anything. And yet, Lord, you do not let that happen. We're amazed by you, but we know that that's your character and your nature. And that's what we want to get again out of this. We get a story, quite a drama that no Hollywood producers, directors, writers could ever come up with. This is your story. This is the story of the ages as we go throughout the Bible and what a treat it is just to open it up with your people from week to week and look at you. This is eternal life to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Okay,
0: Um, chapter 19, first seven verses. God uses actually a friend of David, a very good friend, this is Jonathan. And he's going to use him to deliver David here. Then later on he will use other people. And so here we go, and uh, we're uh, amazed at how God works this out. Hey, uh, Val, could you uh, please read the first seven verses for us here?
1: You could do this a lot better if you had your tie on. Yeah. <laughs> Nineteen, verse seven, verses. Mm-hmm.
0: Seven verses.
1: Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David, but Jonathan was very was very fond of David, and warned him, "My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go in go into hiding and stay there." I will go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I'll speak to him about you and will tell you what I find out. Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he has done has benefited you greatly. He told he took his life in his hand, when he killed the Philistines. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan and took this oath, As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and told him the whole conversation. He brought him to Saul, and David was with Saul as before.
0: All right, thanks. You guys have your outlines right. You notice that big giant print? Thank
1: it's a little
0: you. bit. It's a little bit smaller than last week. You, but you don't have to even wear your glasses for this. It's 14 point type this time. At least the bold print. The other is 12, I think, something like, like that. It. Okay, pretty good. All right. So. <laughs> I I've changed. I, I put in less material in there. <laughs> That's what's happened. <laughs> so, beware. I might be watering things down a little bit here. You guys don't believe that, do you? Okay. Uh, you got to back up to the last chapter and the very last verse. Verse 30. Then the commanders of the Philistines went out to battle, and it happened as often as they went out that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul. So his name was highly esteemed, and that sets up the rest of chapter 19. So f- chapter 18 just fed right into it, didn't it? Well.
1: Do we know roughly how old David is at this time? Like I don't. 18s maybe.
0: Less than uh, p- p- let's say late teens. How does that sound? Was 12 pretty good. Well,
1: when he took on Goliath.
0: Well, we don't really know. He probably he could have been that, you know, young teen, oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I know that some yeah, we don't said know. He was Twelve. I don't know
1: where they. Yeah, it, but
0: that, you know that's a that's a pretty good guess. He was a shepherd boy. He was the youngest of of uh, the family. So, you know, it would be legitimate. I think that is very safe age to put there, sure. Okay. And so now, you know, he, uh, he's he's he been chosen by the king to be in his court. Mm. To be kind of like his right-hand man. But not only that, he is his greatest commander. Mm. And he proves it here. Every time, he proves that he's more wise and uh, he is highly esteemed. Now, we already know what that means to Saul. And that's why chapter 19 is just nothing but one effort after another to kill David. And he can't get it done. And we've seen that in chapter 18. So, here we go. Uh, All the commanders go out to battle. David is among them. And he does better than all of them. He's making himself right at the top, isn't he? He continues to grow in fame. In faith, he's quite a godly man. He's set apart from anybody else. And he's highly esteemed. Saul fears him. As other people esteem him, Saul is getting very fearful of him. Um, Saul did a cloak and dagger with him before where you know people couldn't really recognize what he was doing or he'd send him out to battles. And a good chance that he could get killed that way. We know he did the spear, you know, a couple of throws on him there. Evidently he was not accurate enough. Uh, Saul is now ordering his servants, including Jonathan, mm-hmm. to kill David. His own son, he's going to draw up and say, go get him. Mm-hmm. So, Jonathan, now who loves David, Goes and warns him, and protecting David is more than Jonathan's duty. Jonathan delights in David, doesn't he? He loves him. They are the best of friends. They have a covenant, and he has this story that uh, what to David of what Saul wants to do. And uh, he's going to have to reason with his father, Jonathan is. And strangely, he tells David here, he will meet his father in this field, and it's the very same area where David is going to be. Now if you wonder, why why would he do that? Is he building up some trust to make sure that there's not something going down here behind this whole thing? David can observe the whole thing and see that Jonathan is not trying to go behind his back and do something really weird or really bad, right? Um for a trap. Exactly. It seems like that's what you know it could be. So he tells him everything. He's right up front. Here's what my dad wants to do. But I want to convince him, here's where we're gonna go, and I want you to be able to see this. Somehow he hides wherever it's at. And he's, he's going to report the outcome to David. You know, it seems to go really good. Saul is dangerous business, isn't he? Uh, yet Jonathan is going to do something that's really incredible. Matter of fact, we you know Jonathan was actually threatened by his father by the way that, you know, he came up with this plan. And he said, well, I have to kill you. You know, that's the way... Of course, the people did not want that. They put up a insubordination. But, you know, Jonathan, talking about subordination, does subordinate himself to David and his cause. And Jonathan, he's faithful, he's submissive,
1: godly.
0: Uh, very godly. We've seen all that character. We admire David. We admire Jonathan here. He respects his father even though he's seen some wicked things. Murder. He wants to murder. And yet, he still has a submission here as he comes to him. And he speaks to him as like with respect. And that's remarkable. You'd think that he would have vendetta. He would want his father killed. Or he would be disobedient in any way that he could. But he, he speaks... The way that one should you know because we 've got a man here who can go off his rocker any moment you don 't know what 's going to ignite him, you have to be really wise, so we 're seeing David is becoming as who's become wise he 's more wise than all the servants um, Jonathan is very wise in the way that he addresses a man who is just can, can be a lunatic.
2: Well, he- <clears throat> Kind of man he was. Temper, he went. Banana. He loves his father. He loves his father, and he knows mm-hmm. that something happened that should not have happened. He's not going to seek to kill him. He's he's also been brought up in the Jewish tradition is that you honor your father and mother.
0: You got it. Even good. as of with all the things that he did, I think that is quite an awesome study. Just in looking at these two guys here that are so godly in a time that was really just disobedience to God in every way. And a king like this who's doing these kind of things. So uh, at any rate, I think you have here him speaking well of David, no doubt about it. Uh, That's his whole idea anyway. He's appealing for David's life. And uh, he appeals to his father. I'm sure Jonathan would have done anything to stop it if this didn't work. But he's going, <clears throat> going through the right channels in what he's doing. And he comes straight to him. He doesn't go to any other servants and say, hey, we got to do something. Or, can you talk to him? I can't get through to him, you know. No, he, he knew, I think, like you said, he knew his father. And by the way, the daughter, Michal, who is married to David, knows him very well, too that helps in being able to maybe taking a very high-stress area here and making it down to a level that communication can be you know, really clear but good. And uh, that's what happens. Uh, of course, Saul then, it's almost like he feels guilty in a sense. He, he swears as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. At least for... A day or two,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: very short lived. It's temporary, but there's a partial admission of guilt here. You start feeling good about Saul again. You know, it's like, oh well, yeah, you're you're right. Oh well, you know.
3: Well, you're talking about the kids, though. If you deal with somebody like that, the biggest thing you do is you try to keep them even killed. Like you say, if you got two of you doing that, you have a way to keep them from. You kind of keep them at a plateau as an even kill. Like both people. Keep talking to them, and reminding them of the good.
0: You, you, yeah. you keep that balance. And he them. listened. He listened yeah. to him I because he came at a level that Saul probably wasn't at.
3: Like said, <laughs> well, and he, he got in there, the though. children are actually, yeah, not stroking him so much, but like so they said, so they're trying to make him be that righteous person he should be.
1: Well, and also it reminds me of the, the saying that uh, Jesus says that you know, you can't serve two masters or you love one and hate the other. You know, when you have King Saul, who's a terrible king for reasons, for a lot of notorious reasons, and then you have servant David, who's becoming way more praised than the king. And then people are willing to serve David, and he's even in command of some troops. So people are already, in, in a sense, serving David. You know, he's, they're already treating him as if he's Lord or Master. So, you know, Saul, envy and jealousy, you know, he already knew that David, he, he had already confirmed it in the last chapter that he became fearful of David because he knew that he was going to take over his kingdom. It
3: out. But and the so,
4: thing is, Saul's the one that gave him all yeah. those people <laughs> to be command. <laughs> Yeah. The so object was the to get him worst. killed. Um, the
2: object was to get him killed.
4: Right, it was to get him killed, but not not realizing what he, he was he was doing exactly what the Lord wanted done. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's right, Debbie. That's the idea.
0: And he, of course, he had given uh, David Michal, his, his yes. daughter, but uh, yes. the reason because is she because she kiss. would trip him up. Yeah. And Jonathan's coming from, here. <laughs> that's just, isn't this amazing? All the way around. You see how God just worked that out. That's the way you see this. You don't see God really mentioned a whole lot here. Saul saying, as the Lord lives, right? As he well, makes Joseph, his. So oh. And
2: yeah, Jonathan's,
0: <laughs>
2: Jonathan's argument here, or discussion with his father, he's, he says. Um, and the Lord worked
1: a great salvation
0: for all yeah. of Israel. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Didn't
1: give the credit to David. There you go. He right. really, exactly. really the power. And I feel like that maybe yeah. comforted Saul. Right. Because, you know, everything Saul keeps hearing is about David. Right. It's like right. He, can't, he can't turn the right or to the left without hearing all the great things David did. Yeah. David slays his 10,000s. David, this. David's okay. great at leading his army. You know. My son loves David. <laughs> yes, and this tempers
0: it down, doesn't yeah. it? The Lord did so this. He's like, he's like, ah, the Lord. That's right. Oh yeah, and then he comes back as the Lord wills yeah. and such. Yeah. So I can, I can see how that
1: would <laughs> that would like kind of soothe, the, you know, that kind of the ego. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, this is the way that you you read the Bible and you look at those kind of things. You know, we tend to pass by that. And I say we. It might be me, you know, but that verse five. He took his life in his hand, struck the Philistines, and the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel. What's the Lord doing? The you know, it's like you don't see God really speaking here, but he's really not behind the scenes, is he? He's the star of this old show. But yet you were looking at the characters. But God is doing this.
1: And it's kind of cool if you were, if we were to take it like pinpoint each time that you know we think about how God worked in all these situations, right? Knowing the future, and you know you kind of take out the characters a little bit. You just raise God up. You're like, wow, God put David in this place. God put these Philistines in this place. God did this. God allowed this. God allowed this. So that David would eventually become king, so that through all of these other events we would have Messiah. Yeah. Through all the rest of the events. And we'll and have... Saul yeah. thinking he's doing yeah.
2: something, Saul's thinking he's doing. Something. Sure, he's the king. He's gonna <laughs> give him all these men and send him out to the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. him. He's gonna kill him. He's <laughs> gonna give him this wife and yeah, he he's thinks he's up. doing something.
1: He's, he's, <laughs> he's actually he's doing
0: up. the Lord's will. Right. Isn't it great? And. Does God still do that today, though? Oh,
1: amen. According <laughs> <mean> <laughs> to <laughs> some,
3: <you
0: know>. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it all the time, isn't he? Well,
3: time. he He's doing
0: it with every one of our lives.
2: And
3: sometimes He's working when in we
0: us.
2: Look at what's going on. It's really hard. Looks horrendous, though.
0: Have you, all of you guys gone through some horrendous things in your lives?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes,
0: you have. Don't think you're the only one because we've all been there, no matter what it, it might be a different situation, but I can tell you what He got us to this point, didn't he?
2: Well, wow, I can look back now and I can see what he did, but when I was in it, mm-hmm. I think I, I remember telling Carol, and I, my prayers were hitting the ceiling. I, I, would, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I had no I had no sense of God at all except the word. And I got promises, and that's what I hung on
1: to. And you hung on to that, and that's you got it.
2: through it, didn't you? That's Boy, all I did, did it look impossible? Yeah, it totally oh, totally
0: impossible! Oh, oh, oh. I was, I <laughs> it was desperate. impossible. You couldn't no, have done I was, it.
2: I was eating up scripture, and, and I had promises, and that's it. And hey, I had, what else can I, didn't I do? Have to feel it good. I had to feel like God was touching my life. That's exactly, he just believed it. But that's
3: exactly what <laughs> He, he just does. Did. That's where He wants us. Yeah. He wants us digging in the promises when we ain't got nothing wow. else to hang on to. Yeah. And, that's and now I look
2: back and I say, Ah, oh, I get I, it.
3: That's why I know what I know is yeah. because He made me go through these yeah. things, and this was the only thing I had to stand on. Nothing else was yeah. out, was helping me. Yeah, I didn't have any of those little extra. Whatever you know, niceties and stuff. There was no nicety. It was just total stressed out. Yep. And it was like, hold
2: it here. He's gotten here for a purpose. He wants me to. He said he's here, and so he must be here. I don't know. We (laughs) need this,
0: don't we? Is this good news? This is good news. Well, let's go to the next part. Here's another attempt and murder. Verse eight. When there was war again, David went out, fought with the Philistines defeated them with great slaughter, so that they fled before him. Now, there was an evil spirit from the Lord, from the Lord, on Saul. As he was sitting in his house with a spear in his hand, and David was playing the harp with his hand, Saul tried to pin David to the wall with the spear but he slipped away out of Saul's presence so that he stuck the spear into the wall. And David fled and escaped that night. Okay, this is providential here. Do you remember when Jesus uh, was in his hometown when his ministry first started? He was at Nazareth, and he preached the gospel there, and he read... Uh, out of uh, today this is fulfilled. And the people got really mad at him. They ran him out of the synagogue and were getting ready to push him over the hill. Somehow he got away from that. How does that happen? It's God's providence. You know, it wasn't time for him to go yet. God already had a plan. We, We know what that plan was. But, you know... Some say this pinning against could be, you know. I've always thought of it this way, and I still kind of do. Maybe he's like this far away, or maybe he's this far away. There's the wall over there. I don't know. It probably wasn't that far, but it could have been. But whatever it is, that's a pretty good, you know, heavey. Heave, get out of the way, right? Well, if you're a little bit closer, it'd be almost. Impossible. He wants to pin him. You know, go right on through him and stick into the wall. So I'd say it's pretty close. Some suggest that he was right there, holding David up against the wall with that spear. He was going to run it through him, and he got out of that. Now he's a young man, strong, probably really strong. Saul is a big man, the tallest in the land. I'm sure he's a you know a big guy that could be playing in the NFL. I forgot Saul was tall. I
1: thought he was tall,
0: young. Yeah. Yep, yeah, tallest, tallest in the nation. So he's a big guy. David is strong, but somehow
2: huh, God
0: again gets him out. Sometimes you've had probably close calls in your car and you go, how did that happen? I thought I was a dead man or dead woman. How many times? Just the close calls in Annie's life. You know, you see in my kids and stuff. I mean, she could have
4: been in the world... Trade building when, mm-hmm. well, the Pentagon, she would have been in the Pentagon mm-hmm. during 9 11 mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for that spring they canceled her internship. That's mm-hmm. oh, so where she was supposed to have be been. And she would have been on the.
0: She had been working there. That's what you're saying, right? She
4: would have been working there. She would have been there. And do remember, she David probably
2: didn't appreciate them canceling her. Yeah. Internship well, she did because
4: she had already <laughs> given up her scholarship yeah. and stuff yeah. to take the one year internship. Yeah.
0: But looking back at it, <laughs> God, thank you.
4: That spring, during spring break, they'd gone out there and she'd already lined up where she was going to stay and everything yeah. and went up on the top of the World Trade Centers and a cross necklace that her art teacher in grade school had made for her fell off while they were on top of the Trade Center. So they went to the desk and asked for that, you know, told to give them a description of exactly. Oh yeah, we clean the roof every so often and Give us your name and address. That box showed up two days after 9 11. No
1: kidding. They
4: had found it just before the World Trade Center went down. And Annie still got that box.
1: Yeah, I bet she
3: does. Yes. We'd we, thrown it in the
4: trash, but boy, let me tell you, we pulled it out real fast. <laughs> yeah, <you're right laughs>
0: never forget that. Well, you know, aren't these great life lessons?
3: <laughs> but also remember, they, rem-
0: they remind us, do they? Don't
3: they just had some other <coughs> brothers. <clears throat> If you know what boys do, uh, yes, they scramble, <coughs> yeah. and if you're the youngest, you seem to take a lot more
2: scrambling. You did a lot of, You kind of know how to get from out people, of the a pen, you know, being a yeah. Pen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, but he talks. Of, David talks about how he fought the bear and he fought right. the lion, right. and
1: it wasn't like he was a puny little guy. Right. Yeah.
3: He was pretty slick in his escape
1: yeah. <clears> moves. But yeah. also, you know, as we progress in the story of David and Saul's relationship. <laughs> you know, once David's finally out of the kingdom, you know, Saul has kind of like a settling down. Like he kind of mellows out. And then the only wait, time... Wait a minute,
2: wait a minute. David, We're not there yet. Yeah, yeah I We're not there yet. <laughs>
3: Don't run Gloria Bell. I
1: not
0: see why you not
1: here yet. Is not trying to, you know, like fight back or push while he's more fleeing versus like to retaliate, like it doesn't say that David pushed all and then ran away. You know he's just, he just looking for a way to escape and get out because David still has this love. For Saul, yeah, he refers in to him at some yeah.
2: point as the Lord's anointed, doesn't right. Yeah, hmm? often. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and
4: here, right yeah. before this again, he was trying to calm him down with his music. Yeah,
0: right. And you know what brings it on? Well, this section goes <laughs> together; it's not accident. What brought it on is that he went out to war, right. and he won the battle. It just demolished him, and that is for the king and a country, right? This is when Saul gets, what, jealous, angry. Have you noticed there are variances, you know, whenever the evil spirit comes to him. You know, he doesn't come and control Saul at the very same extent uh, as maybe the previous time or the time later. It's kind of different a little bit, but it seems like there's always something that spurs that on that allows the enemy... He becomes vulnerable whenever he becomes angry, yeah. jealous, and here he goes to war. He defeated him with great slaughter. And you know they're fleeing. David has another victory. And this is whenever... And then right in verse 9, now there was an evil spirit. from. Do you see how that reads? Yeah. It's almost like, what? It's almost like a different section here. No. <laughs> it's all tied together. That is what... Gets an evil spirit going is whenever our spirits are not, you know, wanting to do, uh, being controlled by God's spirit. Right? I got a question here. It
4: says Saul was sitting in his house as king. Shouldn't he have been out there?
0: Reading Very good, Debbie. Where's Saul at? Is he out there doing what David's? I get the indication here that he's not. He's not done any of these.
4: Because back then, I mean, nowadays your team doesn't go out and doesn't lead the battle.
1: Right, he's more political.
4: He's, he's political and he's protected. I mean, that's the kind of leader right. that we know.
1: He was the modern day, but old day king.
0: Back then, he was the commander-in-chief in action, wasn't he?
4: Right, and, and even even like in the World Wars, our our president may have been here, but the generals, I mean, all of the military, all
3: the ranks all the way up
4: were out in the...
3: But he was all but they are also very involved by communications of what's being going back and forth, right, and that's the difference between for Saul to be sitting back is that there are sounds, noises that those troops know that that means certain things you're supposed to do. you know like we said, we even go back into the civil wars. There's certain drums drum rolls and everything drum else rolls. that was played, and that told the troops. The new position, or what they, you know, retreat, or whatever else, or which yeah. way to so go. He was,
4: he was hearing if he was back in the house, right? But was he wasn't.
3: On. But he wasn't being a part of yeah. that. Yeah, he wouldn't have had that luxury back then. They didn't do such well, things. So, so he should have been fighter, you know, closer, different. talking to somebody about <laughs> doing something. Yeah.
0: That's it's funny. It's ironic. The people wanted a king, so <laughs> their king awesome. would. Go and defeat the enemies. Now God is still going to use him doing that, but honestly, what does he do here? Well, it's it's. A, I got it on there as a a divine miss. <laughs> How in the world can he miss him? He's got to be close. I want to stick him to the wall. Let it go all the way through. Well, it doesn't happen. <clears throat> Thank you, God. Right? Okay. Now, God is going to use the wife of David, which is the daughter of Saul. He used Jonathan. He was trying to use him. Of course, war. Uh, and in this case here, he God just comes in and somehow gives him a way out of a situation that seemed impossible. Then Saul, in verse 11, sent messengers to David's house to watch him in order to put him to death in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, told him, saying, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you'll be put to death. So Michal let David down through a window, and he went out and fled and escaped. Michal took the household idol and laid it on the bed, put a a quilt of goat's hair at its head, and covered it with clothes. When Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Then Saul sent messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me on his bed, that I may put him to death. That I may put him to death. You guys couldn't get it done. Bring him here. When the messengers entered, behold, the household idol was on the bed with the quilt of goat's hair at its head. So Saul said to Michal, Why have you deceived me like this? And let my enemy go, so that he has escaped. And Michal said to Saul, he said to me, let me go. Why should I put you to death? Well, messengers are sent to kill him. Uh, some of the men kind of uh, out on a stake out there outside David's house. Orders are to wait until the morning and then kill him. Uh, David seems to feel that everything's okay. Uh, I think this is right after Saul's failure to kill him with a spear. I got to feel he's even more mad, right? And so, uh, he sends messengers. He wants to take care of him. Kill him by tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And so, we know that Michelle tells him, you've got to escape. He escapes in the darkness. And she tells him, hey, listen, if you don't get out of here, you're not going to live to see another day. You're done. And so, now is the time for David to make his escape. Well, you know, it's like David uses, I mean, God uses people to deliver his people or to give them wisdom. Uh, he used Jonathan, now he's using shawl. he got out of the other one by himself, but really, you know, God was in that too. He's escaping all sorts of different ways and, uh, you know, she knows her daddy. And so she comes right up to him. You can imagine she goes right up there and wants to get the message across to him because I'm sure he's thinking, well, you know, you should have seen what I got out of what go. You know, God's protecting me. Yeah, but he also gives us wisdom and gives us other people to protect us too in this providential dealing that God has. Michelle David's wife, told him saying, if you don't save your life, if you don't save your life tonight, tomorrow you'll be put to death. I'm sure she's probably putting her hands on her hips and saying, You gotta get out of here and do it now, you won't live to you won't live to see another day. You'll be dead tomorrow. You've got to get out of here. Sure, he's probably thinking, Well okay, it's all right. right. You know? I mean men do that, don't
1: they? Yeah, oh, you do that. Like, you know, uh,
0: that's right. We know that, don't we? <laughs> and you know what? It's funny 99 times out of 100. They turn out to be right. How do they do that?
1: Well, David's probably
0: like, ah, he's tried it before. It's <laughs> your ass. I'll get out of it. He's just a need. <laughs> but he listens to her, doesn't he? So, uh, there we go again. She gives a warning, lowers her husband through a window, and there's a wall there. It's probably the. The city wall is what it is and lowers him down. It's kind of a humble way. That happened to uh, Paul also. Remember when he had to flee? And he had to go you know, buy a rope. At, or, no, it wasn't a rope. It was a basket that they lowered him down and he escaped through the night. Well, here it is uh, again. The other side of escape is not so glorious either. You know, It's one thing to get David out of the house and into the night unnoticed there at that time. But Michelle also knows that she must buy David some time to get out of there. Yeah, sure you might have a couple of hours or a few hours, but you need to get away, away, and get yourself in a place that is safe because it's not safe. Saul just tried to kill you. And he's doing it again. Get out of here. So David does listen. And uh, it, it doesn't seem to be a very dignified way, but uh, you do what you got to do. And then we get the incident with the household idol. It comes in handy. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that doing there?
0: We've oh, seen okay. something like this before, haven't we? Go ahead.
3: I, I was
2: just going to
0: say, King James says an image. Yeah. So is it, is it an idol then? You shall not have any... Graven. In, graven images or idols before me. Uh, my version says it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It would be something that would take on the feature of at least a, you know a human, a David being in the bed. It's big enough. At least to have something stuffed under there to where it looks like there's somebody. Because they take a peek in there and they, oh, he's sick, let's don't kill him now. What's the difference, difference, difference
2: <laughs> though? There's a difference between say, a now. statue. Uh, on and, death row. Don't. I to die. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought there was a difference between a statue, maybe, and a, and, um, a household idol. Because so, that's, that's what came to mind when I saw an image. Well, something oh, so. that looks like somebody.
1: Well,
0: yeah, yeah, this, that. I think it's filling up the sheets. So,
3: so yeah. yeah. Uh, like, they still got those in the house, which is still a whole yeah. mess. Yeah, what's she doing what with those? What is she those? doing with them? in the house. That's what I... What's I've,
2: David doing? What's, the exactly.
1: House.
0: There you go. Isn't it amazing how much of the world kind of hangs on?
1: I mean, even, yeah, like, it's, considering how godly David is...
3: Did we ever know who her mother was? Um, was, she a, was she from an idol, a fam? you know, where did... Saul's wife. Yeah, yeah Saul's, well, the, One of his Saul's mom, wife, where did mom. she come from? Yeah, it makes you wonder if she didn't carry some. Is that in? in anyway, I
4: have Saul's wife
0: ever mentioned her? Oh, well, here's a Google. No, you can't Google anymore. <laughs> 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 now what are you going to do? I <laughs> <laughs>
3: So okay. anyway, I was just wondering if, uh, because remember they were fairly probably really red, maybe she just brought that stuff on in yeah. because it was... I mean, <laughs> maybe
0: it's made out of gold She's turn to, to Genesis 31 verse 30, 30. Uh, here we have uh, now you have indeed gone this is Laban and he's pursuing Jacob because there was an idol involved there uh, it says now you have indeed gone away because you long greatly for your father's house but why did you steal my gods <laughs> <There we> go. <laughs> his idols his idols um, then Jacob replied to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. The one with whom you find your God shall not live in the presence of our kinsmen. Point out what is yours among any belongings and take it for yourself. He says, if they're there, you take them. Uh, I, I can't imagine that they're here. And shame on anybody that took them, Right. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So she was even, you know, there. Isn't that interesting? This is Rachel. She's got, yeah, she stole them from her dad. She took them with them as they're leaving the country. (laughs) Yeah. So. Uh, verse thirty three, Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and in the tent of the two maids, but he did not find them. Then he went out to Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them in the camel's saddle and she sat on them. And Laban felt through all the tent, but did not find them. She said to her father, Let not my lord be angry, but I cannot that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of women is upon me. Oh, period. All right. so he searched, but not find the household idols. Jacob became angry and contended with Laban. Jacob said to Laban, What is my transgression? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Though you have felt through all my goods, which have you found all your household goods, set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen that they may decide between us to... Anyway, you know Jacob had to serve all those years, you know he was deceived, he was supposed to have um, um Rebecca before Rachel right and yeah. or Leah and, yep. and you know you've got that whole story there, and a lot of things going on there, you know he's gonna have to wind up having multiple wives and but here it is, there's these false gods they're kind of hanging on to, and uh you know. There you, there you go. But she makes use of it. And it's like, <laughs> this is how David is given time to go uh, get out of the this area. Like
1: the first prank ever recorded in my What's that? <laughs> it's the first prank. <laughs> it's like, you know, because you, you see this stuff, like, you know, I grew up and, you yeah, know. Put
4: stuff in your bedroom. Yeah, my, my sister did that, that once. And,
1: yeah. You know, and I'm like, this is where they all got it from. This is this is the origin <laughs> of that, you
0: know. Yeah, they, you know, it's it, and it's deception at a distance, because mm-hmm. at a distance you can pretty well put something there that is kind of big enough to mm-hmm. at least cover to uh, you know be covered up to make it look like a body, you know, and, and yeah. so you don't know until you go right up there. She said that he's sick. Who knows it's coronavirus or something you know they don 't want that you know, so they say oh let 's wait for another let 's go back to the king. The king says, "Oh boy, and so what what does he do you know bring go there messengers, go there, bring him up here, and i 'll kill him you know that 's what it's going to be that 's what it's going to take. Bring David to me, and uh, you know they these guys go there, they rip off the covers, and they are beat." Beat red faced you know they you know they've been deceived and so Saul's messengers return to tell him that they have been fooled mm-hmm. oh no and deception of a here you know she's not a snare to David this is what Saul was expecting as, as far she, he expected her to do something like that that would be deceiving to David but he is the one that's deceived. Her. Isn't that by interesting? Her. It keeps turning on Saul from every direction. Mm-hmm. He's angry with his daughter for being deceived by her. David escapes and I guess uh, you know, she tells him that David threatened her. Yeah. That's a uh, Or you know, some read it, why should I put you to you know like, yeah. like I'm speaking you and, and he's, he's threatening you. As Saul, which could be too, you know, because he's been threatened many times, so he's going to go kill him, you know. Uh, I think probably it's her, you know. Mm. Well, I didn't have any choice; I had to do that, or he was going to kill me. Mm.
2: Does
0: that make sense?
2: Yeah, so I think so. Kind of tells you that she was a little bit afraid of Saul. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, she loves her husband. She's not willingly going to be any part of this plot to kill him, just like Jonathan was. And so, um, would you say that Saul keeps spearing himself in the foot? You've always heard about that, shooting yourself in the foot. That's all Saul keeps, keeps doing, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't hear Saul laughing about it, but there must have been some more than maybe a few snickers in the court of heaven at this time. (laughs) David just keeps beating him. Um, I'm not going to turn there tonight, but if you want to look at it later, it's interesting to read Psalm 59 because David, as he writes that, is really referring to this chapter 19, so say the commentators. Okay, one last wrap-up here, last part. Saul's not going to give up. He's just going to keep doing it. Verse uh, 18, right? Is that where we're at? Mm -hmm. Now David fled, escaped, came to Samuel at Ramah, told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed in Naoth. It was close there, right at, at that area. It was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. So the word has gotten out. We know where he's at. Saul sent messengers to take David. But when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying... With Samuel standing and presiding over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul and they also prophesied. Oh, <laughs> they prophesied. These guys are no near, no way near being prophets. That's how many, grou- how many groups have we done right there? One that turns into prophets at that time. Keep going. When it was told Saul, he sent another uh, other messengers and they all prophesied and they also prophesied. How many groups of messengers now? 2. Keep counting. <laughs> so Saul sent messengers again the third time and they also <laughs> prophesied. He could have kept doing that and he would have had a nation of prophets.
2: <laughs>
0: well, Saul says fine. I'll do it myself. Uh, uh,
2: that happened to
0: him too <laughs> yeah, exactly. hasn't this happened yeah, before
2: yeah.
0: and he wasn't somebody that was real godly at the okay. time and he became and these guys like sing and play instruments you know when they prophesy isn't it just somebody standing up Shouting words out. I mean, they have a you know full-fledged worship going on here as they get the word from God. Hey, I like that, don't you? Wow. Uh, Saul, don't you get the message? He himself went to Ramah and came as far as the large well that is in Suku. And he said, where is Samuel and David? And someone said, Behold, they're at Naoth and Ramah with a whole bunch of other prophets that I don't know where they came from. He proceeded there to Naoth, to Rama, and the Spirit of God came upon him. Just like you say, this has happened before. He's got to be saying, this is familiar. So then he went along prophesying continually until he came to Naoth and Ramah. He also stripped off his clothes and he too prophesied before Samuel and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Therefore, they say, Is Saul also among the prophets?
1: <laughs> that almost sounds like a nightmare. You know? <laughs> it is. Here it is, like, uncontrollably <laughs> doing something that is bizarre. Yeah, and then. It's, and now he's stripping off his clothes and then laying down naked for a full day and night. Like, after that, I think I would just be done. Like, I wouldn't go anywhere near a prophet for a long time after that. <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> it is absolutely humiliating.
1: So like, they'll be like, oh, the prophet is on. The last time I went to a prophet, let me tell you what. I
0: ain't doing it. Anymore. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. No way. I'm you going. Go. Hey, you, if you don't sure prophesy, I
1: will. <laughs> like that. That's exactly what I would
0: be like. The two times I've done that. Nope. I'm not doing that anymore. That's enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, back then. I don't know about today, but yeah. uh, you know, nobody. You don't want to ever be naked before somebody.
1: Well, not exactly. Well, the way, I don't think the way these Saul was having a good time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: Saul might have been, when he came back to himself, he was probably a little
1: embarrassed. A little yeah. And the people saw there. it. Yeah.
0: Can you imagine the mood that he must have been in as he approached the place where David and Samuel are staying <laughs> and this all of this? Eat, it wasn't a, any of his choice at all. Mm-hmm. He chose to come and find them, but he didn't know this is going to happen. He could have had spears thrown at him and whatever, and it's and and you know the prophets all getting on him, and no, he starts prophesying like, like him. <coughs> the spirit of God overcomes Saul.
1: It's kind of interesting too, though, that the people in this culture like they can think between prophesying and just like drunkenness, stupidness. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, look, they're prophesying. But, like, today, when I hear, oh, prophet so-and-so, I get this real angry, like, burning feeling when people, you know, like, call themselves prophets and things like that. And it just, I don't know. Because I know that there's still, you know, people can speak, you know, prophetically. But, you know... With the way that kind of it is today, with everybody's they're, a prophet. But they're
3: making gain out of it. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know? And it's, um, well, it's just so different, you know, because these people just kind of go to this place and the Spirit of God comes upon them and then they just <coughs> yeah. start prophesying. Well,
3: see, what's to me, what's going on here is Saul is taking matters into his own hands. And mm-hmm. what you talked about earlier with Jonathan, mm-hmm. remember he sat there and said that the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. Jonathan reminded him that it's the Lord's the one that's won in the battles. Yeah. And then with half with Saul, he no longer cares if it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is his will. He's actually at battle with the Lord.
2: Is what right. he's really doing. Yeah, and so the moral of the story is, don't mess with God. Bingo, yeah.
3: and he didn't learn that, so that's why he got to prophesy back, like he did earlier when the Lord found, first did call him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't him. the same. I mean, right. he he, right. he was. But he thought he was it. Back he was coming. on his face, yeah. naked. Right, yeah. in front of Samuel because God was reminded who's in charge
0: yeah he oh. is humbled to oh, the right in this degree there me
3: you can yeah.
1: stop yourself from prophesying almost like
3: Nebuchadnezzar.
0: <laughs> uh, exactly oh, oh, yeah, A seven right year seven deal years out in the years. out in the fields yeah
1: but Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> learned his lesson boy did he praise God after that Nebuchadnezzar's one of my favorites. Yes. I definitely, like, every time Nebuchadnezzar has an encounter with God, he acknowledges him, but he's still too proud in himself. And it just takes that final seven years before, you know, he writes, he says, <laughs> I a
3: am dirt glad. A there. Yeah. Yeah. He says, yeah. I am so glad <laughs> yeah.
1: that God has opened my eyes yeah. and yeah. I'm able to write this to you. See, him. and Saul
2: never right. did get there. Yeah. Saul, never, Saul never got there.
1: But you know
0: no man can carry out I, I you know if you're controlled by the spirit of God, you can't carry out any kind of demonic plan to kill God's anointed people. you know what if you're God is controlling this all the way through. Saul cannot succeed in any way, and he wants to go at it even more so. And that's the way people do. I'm not going to let this happen, you know, well, and God put has you, purposed it.
2: Kind of puts you in mind of What's at the end of Revelation. Oh, yeah. They knew it was God, yeah. and they hated him anyway.
1: Right. right. Even
2: more so. Yeah.
0: And, and even like saw, the, well, the Revelation 6 the other day when they wanted the rocks to come yeah. down on them because of the wrath of the Lamb, they didn't want to take that on.
2: Well, and they knew it, it was the wrath They knew of it was God, didn't they? Yeah.
0: They knew it was His wrath. Yeah. Where did they get that at? Well, and this, that's where
2: Saul's at. He knows. He knows it's God. He knew it was God before he went there. Right.
1: That's right. right.
0: How in the world? Why would He even go to that area by Himself? Where did that come from? Well, I think He had a spirit anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But God says, no, my spirit can be your spirit. (laughs) You know what? But of course, that other spirit came from God too, though, didn't
2: it?
0: You know, remember Paul? He was told this, it is hard to kick against the goads. Saul would have kept Saul Paul. Isn't that interesting? Saul became Paul. He was kicking against the goads, and it wasn't working for him either, was it? Yeah. That is actually, it's an instrument. It's it's like a a, a tool, a, a plow, okay. I think, and it's dealing with something that you know you don't something that can come back and kick on you, you know. You'll get hurt by that, you know. know
2: the uh the strips that they throw across the highway, pop tires. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Just strips. Yeah.
4: I, I thought uh, those were those, those things
0: G-O-A-D,
3: they,
0: D- right? G-O-A-D-S. What's that, Audrey?
3: I was thinking those were those things that they use on bulls and You mean
1: like or, a yoke?
2: No. Like, a, like a plow type? Plow? No. no, like you, you spear them with the guy. Oh, 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 okay. That's, That's
3: why I got one, but yeah. I heard people be goaded. Yeah, this yeah, a like pointed corral. rod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kicking
0: Yes, uh, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That's what Jesus told him. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. You know. It's a long stick with a pointed end used for
4: prodding animals. Yeah. You're
0: right. And so uh, that can come back to. Uh, to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think
4: like, the one dad used to do that had batteries in him and they shock
2: him. And then you got somebody kicking against yes. it. Like, don't move me. Don't move me that way. Don't move yeah, that way. That's how I
0: believe. Yeah, and that's really what Paul thought he was doing. You know, he actually thought it was real. He was going against God, although he was really thinking it was for God. Mm-hmm. I think kind but of it was against is, God. is
1: that God is... In in making him prophesy and walk and strip down and stuff, you know, God's embarrassing him. But it's kind of funny, like it's like God made him in front of a bunch of men. Like you made him get naked and made made him prophesy and walk and sleep outside. (laughs) Like God could have been so much meaner, like you know, because God is capable of a lot of things. But it just seems like some of the things that God allows to take place are just more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And, like, humbling than it is, like, actually physically damaging.
3: Mm-hmm. That's what He does with us, too. When mm-hmm. we decide to as out well we're going to do it our way. Yeah. He like,
1: lets like, us look really kind of stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I'm glad I didn't get hurt. I just... my pride. <laughs> my ego. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> like it's, uh, our own and it's it's all about God. It's not our ego, is it? Yeah. And so that's what we look at there in that... Uh, that's quite quite the life lessons. And, uh, you know, God's Spirit definitely is where we want to be. <laughs> we want Him leading us. Uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't I... Uh, I'm going to start off in prayer. And if anybody wants to follow it, fine. That'd be great. Because uh, we have to be a praying church here. Tomorrow is, is where it seems like things really start setting in. We've got a time coming that who knows what's going to happen. We do know that God's in control of it.
2: Amen.
0: And so, therefore, maintain your attitudes that are right. Pray that righteousness would reign. At the same time, knowing that in the end, this thing is really good. We don't see ahead head like... Uh, Annie, for instance, didn't know what that was all about at the time. But you look back at it, and you go, "Oh, so that's what he's doing." So that's what he's doing now. We really need to pray that we need. I'm going to pray for wisdom in what happens down the road. Like they're promising that they're going to change the rules as far as freedoms are concerned. First, people they go after is church. Yeah. And we know, I, I, you know, I'd I like to. What's that? Oh. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and white. Uh. White.
2: They're coming after white. Yeah. Anything white. Yeah,
0: male. Um, <laughs> heterosexual. We don't fit at all. And then with our view of the Bible, a worldview that we have, I'm not trying to scare us. I'm just, after going through this lesson here, what we see is what?
2: We got nothing coming. Not from this administration. We have nothing coming.
0: But we have a Lord on our side. So, therefore, that's what.